Welcome to the Burning Hearts Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us this week. On this week's episode, Pastor Jaina and Pastor Chris continues our Kingdom Culture series as they speak on honor and value. Good morning, Burning Hearts Church. I'm Pastor Jaina, and this is Pastor Chris, and we are excited to be worshiping with you in your homes today. We miss having you in the church. It's just not the same without all of us together worshiping, but we are so grateful the gospel will not be stopped, and we can continue to worship in our homes together. I want to just shout out to all the moms. Happy Mother's Day for all the things that you do that are not recognized, all your late nights and early mornings that you put in and all the love and prayers that you pour into your family. We just want to honor you today, moms. And families that are listening, make sure you don't forget to just bless your moms today. And so happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, mom. See you in a few hours. Looking forward to that lunch. Um, (laughs) My mom's the best. She, she is the greatest cook that I know, actually. So we are excited to engage today in a conversation around the topic of honor. And we're going to specifically be talking about a culture of honor today. And uh, Pastor Jane and I are just excited to get to share some thoughts and, uh, yeah, just allow the Lord to speak this morning. So we're believing he's going to do that um, through his word and hopefully through some of the things that we'll um, share as well. So we have been in a series on the culture of the kingdom of God. And we're talking about that today. And one of those cultural pieces of God's kingdom is um, a culture of honor. So we're going to dive right into that. And I want to start off with a quote. And I love this quote from Pastor Bill Johnson out at Bethel in uh, Reddy, California. He says, a culture of honor is where you treat another person as you would Jesus. A culture of honor is where you treat another person as you would Jesus. This is a foundational um, key in terms of how the kingdom of God works and in terms of what um, followers of Christ are called to and the standard that God has um, raised for us. So again, a culture of honor is where you treat another person as you would Jesus. So we're going to dive right in and explore a little bit more what it means to practically live and walk in a culture of honor. Let's open in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today and that we can learn from the word of God. Lord, I thank you that it is still so relevant to us today. I thank you, God, that you desire a personal relationship with us. And right now, Holy Spirit, we invite you into our homes as we learn and as we grow together. We thank you, Jesus, for meeting all of our needs. Amen. Well, culture of honor is a big topic, and I think it's quite interesting that it's Mother's Day and we landed on this. As you're going to leave this place, and you're going to probably go honor your moms and have lunch with them. But I wanted to start out with a scripture in Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. It's looking at the interest of others and valuing what they value and actually truly taking the time to be interested in people. It's that simple. Um, Chris opened up with a great quote, and it kind of sums the whole topic up. But as we spend time today unpacking this a little bit more, I want you to know it's a Father God's heart that we value others. He values you, and he values me incredibly. And he's the best example we can have as Jesus as he walked the earth. And we're going to look at a few areas 
um, today. And the first one that we're going to take time is just to spend time knowing people, to really intentionally just look into their lives and say, I'm interested in your life. And by doing that, you're bringing honor. When we don't understand people, sometimes fear comes in and then there's this dissension and there's not honor in that. But it's that intentional and purpose, purposefully getting to know someone. One time, um, Ted brought in a special speaker, an international speaker. He speaks a lot to churches. He's actually a pastor. But we were allowed to bring him into a corporation and share about honor in a corporate setting. And what does that look like? And he started off, he got the whole room remembering why they went into the profession they went into. And when people begin to think about the why behind what they did, and really, truly, he spent time awakening in them that call and that destiny and that gold in them, it shifted the organization. They began to see what honor looked like. So by us taking time to recognize what people value, what their goals are, what their dreams are, we're honoring them. It it just takes away the fear in not knowing something. That whole, if we don't understand someone or their culture, there's a fear sometimes that people have. But when we take time to get to know them and what their goals are, what their desires are, we're actually honoring them. And I believe that is one of the key things that Jesus showed us in Philippians. Yeah, that's really good. And if you're anything like me, as you get to know people, you're going to discover um, things that are great about that those people and that person, and you might discover or stumble upon something that maybe um, bothers you a little bit or gets under your skin. And you see, obviously, the deeper you get to know someone, more good in them, and also uh, maybe those parts of that person that they don't like and that uh, maybe areas where you feel like there needs to be change. But there's something powerful about the culture of honor because... A culture of honor says that I can celebrate a person for who they are without stumbling over who they're not. So in a culture of honor, as we're developing these deeper relationships and we're growing in relationship with one another, with believers and non-believers, a culture of honor says that regardless of that person's actions or behavior um, or maybe a lifestyle choice, I, because I'm a follower of Christ, can follow Christ's example. I can see the God-given identity of that person, regardless of how they're living or what they're walking through. And I can choose to honor them because of who I know God has made them to be. And that's powerful. So in a culture of honor, we can celebrate a person for who they are without stumbling over who they're not. Um, Yeah, the choice to honor others must be rooted in their God-given value, not in their behaviors. That's a good word, Pastor Chris. (laughs) I think um, another thought about honor is remembering how God intimately created each one of us. He called us by name. He knew who we would be before we were even born. He knows the number of hairs on your head. In Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. As we look at people and look at others, do we remember that 
God created them, that he has an incredible destiny and plan for their life. And he's called us to love one another. There's this piece of this is, as we honor, there's a piece of us that we really need to be good servants, that we need to serve. You know, Jesus Christ came to give and to serve. He gave his life, and he was the best example of this. And he modeled it for us as he only did what he saw the Father doing, as it talks about in John. You know, as we serve one another, we're really showing what the Father looks like. We're being an example of Jesus on the earth. The other day, Ted went through a drive-thru. He was on call. My husband's a physician, and he was on call and went through a drive-thru trying to grab a sandwich in between um, the hospitals. And as they drove up to pay for it, they said, are you a healthcare worker? And he said, yeah. And he goes, well, we want to pay for your sandwich and your drink. And he was so rocked. I mean, the simple gesture of just loving him just changed his life. Like he talked about it for the weekend and how as that simple gesture of them honoring him for who he was, he was really blessed. And I thought right now, healthcare workers are really being honored. But what does that look like? It's really caused me to pause and think like, are we honoring those around us in every area? You know, healthcare workers are working really hard, but there's a whole lot of other people in society right now that are working hard, difficult jobs. And what does it look like for us to honor and love them well and just be the body of Christ? So I was really challenged by that, just seeing how Ted was so encouraged. It's amazing. And obviously honor is all about calling out the gold in people. It's about seeing what God's placed in them and speaking to that person, treating that person um, as if you know exactly who's, who God has called them to be. And that's a very, very powerful thing. You know, when we call out the gold in someone, you're going, what does that mean? Let's look at Matthew chapter three, verse 17. I want you to look at Jesus' ministry began when the Father God declared over him these words. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. That simple statement should have awakened everyone in the room. Who is this? This is his son who he's well pleased. All of a sudden he called out the gold and just declared who Jesus was. What are we doing with others? Are we calling out the gold in them? Pastor Chris is this amazing worship pastor, but you know what else? He's incredible about loving people and reaching out and texting them. There's so many things in him that I could call up the gold in him. And that's what it looks like for us on a daily basis to say, hey, Chris, I really appreciate how God made you and that you call out the gold in others. You are great at that. He texts people. He calls them and just encourages them. And so I encourage you to be those people, that we would just take the time to call out the gold in others. When we say call out the gold, just recognize who God created them to be and just partner with him in calling forth their destiny and purpose in life. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks, Jenna. And along with that, you know, you're walking on interesting territory as soon as you start to do that because I've, you know, seen some environments where um, encouragement became flattery really fast and flattery usually has a hidden and alternative motive. And so I think as we enter into a culture of honor, there's something powerful even about um, the own motives of our own hearts being revealed. Because if I'm about to speak into someone's life and encourage them, um, God's going to speak to me about my motive. And if it's about me um, gaining something from that person, God will convict me of that. If it's about me, um, you know, using my words to actually control another person, God will convict me of that. So as we enter into a culture of honor, it's beautiful because um, you'll experience your heart um, being moved by the Spirit of God, taught by the Holy Spirit, 
um, and challenged in some cool ways as well, just to keep you on the right path. That was a good word, Pastor Chris. So I'd like to ask him a question now. We have kids and youth and families watching this right now. What would you say to kids and youth that are listening in right now? Well, culture of honor is for everyone. It doesn't really have an age limit. It doesn't really have a, um, you know, you don't graduate into a culture of honor. Um, but that's something for people of all ages, whether you're uh, maybe in elementary school and you're watching right now, you're in middle school, high school, um, college. But especially if you're a kid, you're living at home. I want to challenge you in the way that you um, treat your siblings. I want to challenge you in the way that you um, treat, think about, talk about, react to your parents. Um, there's a beautiful promise in the Word of God um, that talks about as you're honoring your mother and your father, it is a, um, it's something you do that comes with a promise from God um, that there is long life that comes with that. And as you honor your father and mother, things can go well with you. So as you choose to um, listen to them, as you choose to obey them, just like you would um, want to obey God and follow his desire, um, there's a promise there that things will uh, go well with you. And you'll probably find yourself experiencing uh, more peace in your own heart than ever before. You'll probably find yourself experiencing deeper relationship with your parents um, than ever before. And you'll probably experience yourself um, even having greater relationships with your siblings. So I'd encourage you especially um, to think about that today, especially on Mother's Day uh, as we're celebrating moms. And honor isn't just obedience. I want to make that clear too. Honor goes beyond just obeying. And, you know, the Bible talks about doing everything and being cheerful in how we serve the Lord. And so honor isn't just obeying. Honor is more than that. It's um, finding ways that you can serve. It's finding ways that you can love. Honor goes a step beyond um, just doing the bare minimum. But it says, I'm going to do something that I don't need to to show this person that I love them. So I'd encourage you to do that for your mom today. Do that for your dad today. Do that for siblings this week. Um, and just continue following God and letting him lead your life. So all these acts that we're talking about of honoring one another has to come out of that deep-rooted place of a love for Jesus. You know, he says in John three sixteen, most of you can quote it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then in verse 17 it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. He loved us so much that he sent his son. That is the same place where our acts of honor need to come out of. Just a deep-rooted love, not selfish ambition, not goals of intent of a purpose that it would gain purpose or yeah. for ourselves. But it needs to come out of that place of love of God and love of others. Yeah. I just want to share a final thought and read two uh, small passages. Um, one from Mark chapter 6 and the other from Matthew chapter 10. And I'm going to start in Mark chapter 6. This is verses 1 through 6. And you'll get the picture here. Jesus is on his way back to his hometown. And what happens is maybe um, not what we'd expect to happen in his hometown among his relatives, his friends, and his family. So this is Mark 6, verses 1 through 6. And we're, we're talking about honor here. Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? 
aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith. These six verses are so packed full of so many mini messages. We could talk about honor in the home, how it's most difficult to honor people in your own home, among your own family. And that's a message of its own. But I really want to look at the um, understanding of because there was a lack of honor in Jesus' hometown, what does it say? He was unable to perform miracles. They had such a lack of faith. They had such a lack of belief in who Jesus was. They couldn't honor him and see him for who God had truly called him to be and made him to be. And because of that, they were unable to receive um, everything that he had for them. There's another passage in Matthew chapter 10, just these two verses. Matthew 10 verses 40 and 41 says, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. This is Jesus speaking. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. This is in contrast to the passage we just read in Mark. Mark, we see the example. Jesus goes to his hometown. No honor is displayed. The people receive nothing from Jesus. In this passage, Matthew 10, 40 and 41, if you receive a righteous person, you will receive a reward from them. If you received a prophet, you will receive a reward from that prophet. Honor enables you to receive from other people. This is so, so big. Honor enables you to receive from other people. Now we want to talk briefly about how we can practically apply this message to our lives, even starting today. You know, it's Mother's Day. It's a great way to practice. We can love our moms and draw the gold out of them. I think if we ask God, what can we say or do that would be an act of kindness towards our moms? Let's start there. Let's show them an act of kindness today and just ask God what you could do. And if you don't, aren't around your mom, ask God who. Who could you encourage? Who could you do a random act of kindness to to show them how you see them, and recognize who they are. I think the three questions we're asking ourselves is, um, how do we pay better attention to people around us? And how do we serve them better? And how do we draw the gold out of them? If we're asking ourselves those three questions as we come in contact with people, when we can come in contact with people again, yeah. it will be great. <laughs> but... Um, I believe God is stirring this in our hearts right now. We're seeing honor for one of the first times in our society in a great way. We're seeing it for those who are working on the front lines. And I believe that there's a piece of this right now that we can see God the Father's heart. And I believe that he's stirring things in each one of us. So I hope that through this message and through the scriptures that we studied today, you're thinking, yeah, I have an idea of what I'd like to do. Yeah. Let's just close in a time of prayer. And we're going to believe that God is going to utilize this message in your life this week. And I just pray that you'd think about it. You'd dwell on these things. You'd meditate on these scriptures. You'd read through that passage in Matthew 10 and Mark 6 on your own and uh, really think about it. The culture of honor is where you and I treat others as we would treat Jesus. So let's pray uh, this morning and close. Father, we thank you um, that you are the example that we're following. And it's an amazing thing. We're Christians because we're following Jesus, not because we um, 
listen to worship music, and not just because we go to church, um, not just because we like to read the Bible. Father, we're Christians because we are following Jesus. And I just pray, Lord, that this message on the culture of honor would go deep into our hearts today and that the truths from Scripture about the way Jesus has first laid down his life for us, showed us what it is to be a servant, showed us what true love is to lay down um, his life for us, his friends. God, I pray that in, his sa- in that same way, we'd be able to follow his example in our lives this week. And Lord, we just honor you today. We thank you um, for the truth of your word and that you've given us um, your son, Jesus, as our salvation. And um, I just want to pray over anyone who's watching right now, too, who maybe you don't know who Jesus is, and maybe this um, is new to you, but Jesus paid a high price so that you could come into relationship with God, so that you could be at peace in your heart, that you could be at peace with God and at peace with other people. And it's a beautiful way to live life, and I don't know a better way. So if you're watching and you're not familiar with who Jesus is, or maybe you are, but you've never made a commitment um, to give him your life, it is the greatest exchange that you can make. As you give him your life, he will give you his. And I just want to pray for you. So if that's you, pray in your heart something like this. Um, Dear God, I thank you that you hear me. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who was sent to pay the price for my sin. I recognize and acknowledge my sin. I acknowledge my need for you that I cannot um, be good enough on my own. And I need your saving power in my life today. So Jesus, I call on you. I ask you to be Lord of my life, to forgive me of my sins, to bring me in right relationship with God. And I believe you are who you said you are, the Son of God and the Savior of the world. I confess you and make you the Lord of my life now in Jesus' name. We hope this message encouraged you today. For more information about Burning Hearts Church and our mission, please head to burningheartsfargo.com. If you are in the Fargo area, we would love for you to join us at one of our Sunday services, either 9 or 1045 a.m. Have a great rest of your week.